1: Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Tuesday. We have the Blueprint Power Hour starting in just a second, where Coach Rob Regish answers your questions about training, nutrition, diet, drugs, everything. There's nothing off limits. And we're also going to talk about my blood work today. I'm going to expose myself to the audience. What a dumbass I actually am uh, for not doing this sooner. And uh, we're not going to roll your music today, Rob. We're going to get right into the show. How you doing, man?
2: Doing fantastic. How about you?
1: Fantastic. I just read an article that said uh, uh, the more time you waste doing fluffy stuff up front in your podcast, the faster you are to lose your listeners. So we're going to get right to business, and I'm going to start changing the way we do the shows uh, in the future moving forward as well. Cool. Um So uh, before we start off, do you have any announcements that you want to make? Um,
2: no. Other than November 1st, I'm going to have a very big announcement for the rest of the year. Um And, and so... You're going to want to be listening for that, but, uh, you know, all
1: things in due time. I'm opening the questions right now. I'm sorry. I'm Here I, I'm, I'm learning that you're not supposed to waste a lot of time on the front end of the show and get right to the meat and potatoes, but, of course, my computer is not uh, cooperating here. Uh-oh. Okay, so first question comes from Seth Flanders. He said, that was an interesting piece about beta alanine last week. I never considered it could be robbing uh, me of my gains. But it makes sense. Are there other products or things we take that can work against us?
2: Well, I'll tell you, there are a myriad of things that can cause catabolism of muscle tissue, although very few of them are supplements per se, right? Not much of a market for something that that, uh, slows or works against muscle growth. But it's an undeniable fact that it happens. In fact, it happens every day. So, you know, most people know catabolic refers to the breaking down of muscle. Anabolic refers to the building up. What they might not understand is that there's a war going inside, going on inside your body every day between those two forces. So it's critical to understand it. If you take, let's say, a 22-year-old who's just laying around on the couch, he's not going to gain or lose much muscle. There's nothing going on uh, that tilts the balance one way or another. Get him eating more and working out, though, and he'll start to put on muscle. That's because both excess calories and a new training stress can tilt the balance toward anabolism, especially if that stress is brand new. As time goes on, though, um, this same routine of overfeeding and his training will fail to register, so to speak. And consequently, he's no longer gaining uh, muscle tissue. The dreaded plateau then sits in, and the typical response is to eat even more or maybe add more training days every week, which only sees him putting on more fat, and now he's overtraining. Two steps backward, um, and he may stay there for good. The solution, ironically, is to induce a temporary state of catabolism, what I call controlled catabolism, whereby it will register in the brain as a stressor. And the involved stressors, they're sometimes referred to as the alarm stage. in Dr. Hans-Siles' gas or general adaptation of stress model, they they actually upregulate many, if not all, of the anabolic processes in the body. It just doesn't have the food or recovery time, right, to take advantage of it. In The Ultimate Blueprint, which is, as you know, uh, really what it says it is, it's everything I've ever done in a much more digestible format. In, In that context, we take full advantage and understand how and that precisely what time to switch gears. There's no guesswork either, right? Your body will tell you by virtue of your resting heart rate. Learning how to induce those states, uh, of controlled catabolism to reap and extend periods of of hyperanabolism is really the the blueprint's hallmark, right? It differentiates it from almost every other training method. It definitely does it differently. So in short, Seth, yeah, there are certainly things you can do that work against you. It's not that black and white though as as in the example of controlled catabolism I gave you. The three biggest factors that will cause you to burn lots of muscle are not eating enough, not sleeping enough, and overtraining. You know, some guys hit that trifecta, and you can see it. You know, they, they lose copious amounts of weight, and it's not good weight they're losing. So, you know, avoid those, or even better, understand how to use them to your advantage. You can learn them by trial and error, which is going to take you many years, and, and truthfully, most people never learn. Um, or you can take advantage of someone who's been there, whether that's me or someone else. You know, that, the latter will shave years, in some cases decades, off of your learning curve. And, and personally, I feel it is the single best investment a trainee can make. Looking back over my 30-plus year career in this, uh, it was definitely, without question, uh, the best investment I made, the information, every single time.
1: Okay, the next question comes from Dave Jansen. <clears throat> oh, by the way, I want to mention something. In two weeks, we're going to have Michael Hearn on the show. Oh, cool. Because Michael Hearn has been doing something for 19 years that everybody in the fitness community believes is counterproductive if you want to become fitter and stronger. Yep. And he's been doing it for 19 years. And he's one of the fittest, strongest guys I know, period, end of story. Yeah. And he's been doing something for 19 years that has now been proven in in research and says, oh, you know, it it keeps your mitochondria from adapting. Don't do this because it's counterproductive if you're training. Well, Mike has been doing it and getting stronger. Apparently, he's either a freak or the science is wrong. And we're going to talk about that in two weeks.
2: I like it already, and that's because... Some of the best, most productive things I ever did were counterintuitive.
1: So, yeah. Dave Jansen says, "I really like the background you gave on AST Research last week. I'm wondering if you have any insight into another company at the time, Cybergenics. Remember them? What was the scoop with that product, and what was it worth? What, was it worth it?
2: Yeah. So, circa 1988, I walked into a mom and pop supplement shop. Um, and spied the Cybergenics Total Bodybuilding System. came in a blue box with a videotape, and it claimed to deliver steroid-like results. In fact, it was marketed as a steroid replacement kit. So I had heard of steroids, of course, and I, I knew they worked, but they were illegal. And illegal is not my scene then, nor is it now. Uh, but somehow, I scraped together the $100 to buy it. So what follows are my impressions of the entire system. The kit came, most importantly, with a training and diet booklet, okay, along with a video showing you how to perform the workouts. And let me tell you, when you drop a hundred bucks on something, yeah. particularly in 1988, that was a lot of money. You give it everything you have. So I jumped right in. The supplements that came with it, which were referred to as isolates one through seven or nine. I forget how many they were. They were largely amino acids, mostly arginine and ornithine derivatives. They weren't entirely useless, but total cost of that kit, including the videotape that came with it, was probably around $10. The training and diet info were the most useful. No question about it. and In many ways, they were cutting edge. The CEO of Cybergenics was a guy named Scott Chinnery. Ch- Chinnery, Chinery.
1: Yeah, that's it, Chinnery. I remember him. Yeah. Okay, so he
2: advocated at the time, think of it, this is the late 1980s, training fasted, using a low-carb diet, and let's say rather unique training mm-hmm. methods. So try this on for size sometime. Squats in the 6 to 10, ten rep range to failure. Strip the weight again, and go to failure again. Strip away the third time, and go to failure again. Now hold on, and you're not done. Back away from the rack, and jump as high as you can over and over until your legs give out. Now perform some extreme stretching to finish exercise number one. The fun continued like that with leg presses and curls and leg, curls and leg extensions. You know, I I could not walk. This is no exaggeration. After the first workout, I could not walk for a good 15 to 20 minutes um, following that workout. And you can only imagine how sore I was in the days following. It was excruciating. The supplements, uh, in addition to the diet and the training, they were also timed, which was a first, at least to me at that point in time. Uh, If you think about it, Cybergenics was really the first NO2 or nitric oxide supplements. although he didn't use those terms when describing it. He did speak of increased blood flow to the muscles when dosing that arginine and and other nitric oxide donors pre-workout. So really something to look back at. Long story short, I dropped a ton of fat. If you followed the system, you dropped a ton of fat And you got in great shape, right? But it was the training and the diet, not isolates, one through, whatever, that were the magic. By the way, Scott Chenery died of a heart attack in October 2000. He was well known not only for his cybergenics company and kit, but also for his world-class collection of guitars. He sold cybergenics in 1996, and he retired as a millionaire, but was only 40 years old when he died sad end, um, but I'll say this, he made his mark, you know, he made his mark.
1: So the next question comes from Andrew Davis. I'm a new listener and can't believe the treasure trove of info in these shows. I understand you've written the blueprint. You have a newsletter and a, a formula and you formulate supplements. What other qualifications do you have to do what you do? Because someday I'd like to do what you do too.
2: I appreciate the kind of comments. I really do. Um, it's an interesting question and especially answer. So let me get into it. I don't have most of the normal qualifications people in this position do, which is to say, you know, no personal training certificate, no bodybuilding trophies, etc. I do have some, of my powerlifting trophies, but quite honestly, you know, those mean little to me at this point. Despite all that, I find myself in the enviable position. Right of answering listener questions every week from all over the world. So here's how that happened. In 2009, I wrote the blueprint. Right, I wasn't going to do a whole lot with it. Was honestly just going to bring a copy to the library and leave it there. You know, in the in the weight training section, hoping somebody would read it and use it to better their life. I realized that although I hold no formal designations, I had learned a lot by trial and error in those years and decades. And thus, that was the genesis for my book. Along the way, fate kind of intervened. So what happened was John Drake over at com. he read it, he loved it, and he farmed it out to local athletes um, in Athens, Georgia, which is a college town. Three weeks later, my phone rang. He said, you definitely have something here. Let's do something with it. So he had a spare web domain he wasn't using, and we put it up for sale. And slowly, very slowly, people started buying and using it. And then the rave reviews started pouring in. So one day, I logged into my Bodybuilding.com account, um, and I had a private message from a guy named Vince Andrich. Vince was the guy who co-wrote the EAS Sports Supplement Review with Bill Phillips, and he bought the Blueprint. That led to discussions with... Scott Connolly of metrics fame, and ultimately to you, Carl. Um, you gave me and gave me a complete unknown. Twenty minutes to talk with—I think it was Rob Wolf.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. And you and you held your own, man. You—I was so impressed with you that day. The thing that I still remember is <clears throat> Rob talked about if the monkey re, uh, somehow that they trap monkeys by putting. Fruit in a jar, the monkey reaches in, grabs the fruit, can't get his hand out of the jar. He's too stupid to let the fruit go, so he's stuck there. And I remember you saying, well, I don't know anything about any monkeys. (laughs) That's how you started off. It was really comical. I mean, you you were very polite, but you stood your ground. You didn't back down. You, you, you You said, look, my opinion is just as important as yours.
2: I I knew I did something right because you know, I remember you telling me you got twenty minutes of talk and you let us go forty. So, you know, I, I I guess I did. I took a risk and it paid off. But you know, Carl, you didn't ask me for any credentials. Right? I'm not a Wade Johnson who squatted a thousand pounds. I wasn't a world famous anything, <laughs> okay, or even certified personal trainer. What I was though was and still am enamored with all things physical culture. And I think, I think you realize that. Um, later on, it just snowballed. You know, in addition to you and John Drake, Predator Nutrition, Sean Coner shield these people are calling me up, asking me to formulate various supplements for them. And in all three cases, they even foot the bill, right, for everything, literally everything, after I came up with the formula. It, it, you can't make that stuff up. My take on it today is this. We've all been given certain gifts. It's incumbent upon you to use those gifts to help other people. and You know, maybe give those people breaks, etc. I don't think these people were put in my path by accident. I really don't. I think they were put there to share what I knew with others and Maybe their lives could be further enriched so so that's it you know i had a uh, short answer to your question. I have no real formal qualifications, but i I gave it everything I had, and I let the chips fall where they may and fortunately, for me, on that score <laughs> you know i I did okay. Why do people listen and love to you know still love the show? Two reasons that they shared with me truth and authenticity. Truth, insofar as sometimes I I give answers that aren't always popular, right? Like, stop buying supplements and invest in information, mine or otherwise. Authenticity, in that, I think people know when I describe something that I've experienced, or, you know, there's nothing I won't discuss, because we all learn here from those things, you know, And, and that includes me too. So, if something like this is what you really want, I just tell you, follow your passion. You know, If you're like me, this is the first thing you think about when you wake up. It's the last thing you can think about before going to sleep. Many times you'll dream about it, too, so it's 24-7. If that's the case, then you will likely succeed, whatever your definition of success is. Because there will always, in my opinion, always be a place in this field or any field for truth and authenticity. And those, in my opinion, are by far the two most important qualities that you can bring to any endeavor, because the people can feel it. And your success, in large part, will be determined by how sincere, truthful, and effective you are in helping them. So, that's how it happens. Those are the key ingredients have at it. I, I I know you're going to do well, um, you know, if, you're, if your cause is just, so to speak,
1: and you live it. There you go. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of the Blueprint Power Hour. In the meantime, go check out CoachRobRiggish.com today. We'll be right back. You'll gain with it. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in Can-See Eye Drops. I've been using can for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using Can-See Eye Drops for 11 years now and I credit Can-See Eye Drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can-See Eye Drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function that's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production and that leads to improved sleep immunity carbon dioxide oxygen exchange and much more oh and if you do snore it'll help you stop snoring try somnifix risk-free go to s-o-m-n-i-f-i-x.com forward slash s-h-r get a free trial pack of somnifix strips today
0: hi i'm ashley grace co-founder of hm company Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search H-Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's H-Hemp Company and code SHR.
1: Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs Lipospheric Delivery System. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out. Or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000. Or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplement. That's on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon 1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N the number one.com or go to superhumoradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. Blackstonelabs.com. Trojan Horse.
0: You're listening to the Superhuman
1: Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back. At the end of today's show, I'm going to disclose my blood work. I got to be honest with you. When I opened it this morning, I... Oh, it's a family show. I shit a little. (laughs) 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 Okay. That's bad, man. My blood work is bad. Bad. But in a good way. Joey Lorentz says, uh, what do you think about growth hormone? Does it really build muscle beyond what steroids do?
2: Well, uh, first up, I'll be honest with you and tell you, I've never used straight up growth hormone. What I can do is give you my observations on others that I know who have, along with some of the more recent studies on such. So so here we go. Growth hormone, uh, guys usually call it growth in the gym, to most bodybuilders, is a coveted compound. It was first written about by Dan Duchesne in the Underground Steroid Handbook, and, and Dan claimed it was the most popular. And this is Underground Steroid Handbook 1, the original. He claimed it was the most powerful muscle growth substance you could get your hands on, if you could eat enough. 10,000 calories a day was the given figure. But it's doubtful anyone, including the biggest male bodybuilders at the time, ever hit that mark, at least with any consistency. That's an absurd, absurd amount of food. Even if you're eating fats, which, as you know, are 9 calories per gram versus 4 for carbs and protein. Duchesne quickly admitted that that was perhaps his biggest mistake in writing the original version uh, of the book. Still, growth hormone was seen as a holy grail of sorts. So Duchesne mentioned once that nobody was sure it was doing anything. He did a big mea culpa on this. And, And despite the fact that everybody had to have it, why? Because the competition was using it. Um, Its use also coincided with the rise of insulin, uh, and this confounded things to an even greater degree as to what was doing what. Today, we've seen some real gonzo dosages. Normal replacement use is on the order right of one IU a day or thereabouts. Reportedly, I have read of some pros using 10, 15, even 20 IU a day. Although, how they can afford that much, literally afford it, is a real mystery. Still, there's a lot of debate as to what, if anything, it does. Here is my take. Growth hormone is best used with testosterone or another anabolic steroid. as The feedback from people using both is exponentially better um, than those that are reporting results when running it solo. When added to other anabolics, the feedback seems to be you can eat more and still stay lean. So the actual muscle growth of, say, a combination like test, D-ball, and growth hormone is still kind of fuzzy versus those anabolics without it. The athletes just report they're leaner, right? So fat. And I've talked to a couple friends in the gym that are on a couple IU a day, and they tell me, they can eat a lot more, and they don't get fat. You know, they actually lean up a little bit. So that seems to be what's happening when added to bread-and-butter steroid cycles. I would tell you, though, that in the real world, real unquestion- the real unquestionable benefit of GH seems to be in the area of injury repair. There is a very clear and very real edge afforded to an athlete using growth hormone to repair injuries faster or or at all versus not using it. So given what I know about it, and based on the feedback of athletes using it, injury repair is its real unquestionable forte. But because of its suspected performance-enhancing benefits, the people who can benefit the most, which are people that are injured, athletes or otherwise, are suffering needlessly. Because the doctors won't prescribe it to them. These people should be able to get GH through their doctor instead of being prescribed horribly, horribly addictive opiates right? that are killing people left and right. It could actually heal some of these injuries instead of just masking the pain. And, no, and here's an indisputable fact. Nobody ever got addicted to or died from an acute overdose of growth hormone. Those are my two CCs on the subject. Maybe someday I'll get to try my...
1: Real, I use it, and I've been using it for well over a decade now. Oh, do tell. So since 2007, I was using it. Okay. I I, I use it very sparingly. I don't do the stupid 10 IUs a day for six weeks that a lot of the the people within the bodybuilding community talk about to, to, to burn fat. Um... I use two. I use post workout. Yep. Along with other peptides, I have a peptide concoction that I use. Let's say.
2: And what's your opinion in so far as how much it adds to muscle
1: growth? I don't. So I don't think it adds to muscle growth directly. I think that you recover. Excuse me. You recover faster, mm-hmm. so you can train harder when you get back into the gym. Especially for old guys like me. I'm sixty years old. You know, yeah. I keep being told that I'm not going to recover as fast as other guys because I'm 60. But I'm in the gym every day, and I, you know, I have a motto that I say in my head: I'm doing what I can do. I do the best that I can do. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm old enough now. I don't feel like I have to compare myself to other people. Yep. I did lots of heavy lifting to be proud of, but you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily able to do that now. I've got lots of broken parts. But with that being said, I, I don't think I'd be able to train as hard as I do for what's of a growth hormone. Okay. And okay. I just had my I just had my blood work done, and my IGF-1 levels are very high, mm-hmm. um, which is typically, you know, for older guys like me, it's not that high. Yeah. Um, they did do a urinalysis, and my growth hormone level in my urine analysis was low. But I've learned that that doesn't mean anything. If you're pissing it out, your body's not using it. And so the fact that my i g f one levels are high and my growth hormone levels are low, and I know my growth is real because I have a prescription for it i get it at get it at a pharmacy
2: your i g f wouldn't be that high if it was if it wasn't real
1: no and I can tell when i use you know if I use too much growth hormone, I start to hold water
2: yeah i I've heard that often from guys that yeah but They'll tell me they can eat more without getting fat, but at the same time, they feel bloated.
1: Yeah, you, you hold water. There's no doubt about it.
2: If I would imagine doing stupid stuff like taking 10 IU or more a day.
1: Yeah, there's no need, there's just no need for that. There really isn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, this guy asked about what does it contribute to muscle growth and... My two CCs were, it's at best, indiscernible.
1: Well, it's, it's the, the, the improvement in muscle growth is extrinsic. So wh- while some things intrinsically improve muscle growth, things that are truly anabolic, growth hormone isn't necessarily anabolic. But what it does do is by you recovering faster. You know, think of it this way. You're building a wall. And you're restricted by how many bricks you can put in that wall by how fast the cement dries, right? Because you don't want to build a wall that's so high and the cement on the bottom is still not dry because the wall will shift from the weight of the bricks above it. So you're restricted on how high you can build that wall by how fast the the, the cement dries. So theoretically, if you have the ability to dry the cement faster, then you can lay more bricks in a day. And so growth hormone is kind of like making the cement dry faster, so when you get back in that gym, you're not tearing up tissue that's already been torn up. That, that tissue's been healed. You're building on top of it now.
2: That's a great example of an in, what I refer to those things as indirect anabolics.
1: Indirect. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. The next question comes from Mark Bertolini. He said, what's German volume training? And that's a good question because we hear a lot of people throwing the term around. So what exactly is German volume training? Classic
2: German volume training as brought to this country um, and espoused by guys like uh, Vince Gironda involves doing an exercise for 10 sets of 10 reps. And interestingly, uh, when doing a GVT routine, the amount of weight used only averages about 65% of your one rep max. Why? Well, (laughs) it can't be so high as you can't complete all 10 sets. 65% of one rep max seems to be where most can. Rest time between sets averaged just 30 to 90 seconds, which promoted a greater degree of what I'll call metabolic stress. And metabolic stress was and is the reason why it works. The real question is, you know, how does it work compared to other methods? So the system had never been directly compared to more conventional training, right, to see where... What's more effective at promoting muscle growth? Um, Or just simply doing a lower number of sets, like, for example, five for the same muscle group. Just recently, though, there was a new study that compared German volume training to conventional training for the first time. And the results of the study, after six weeks, showed that although the exercise was well-tolerated by all subjects, the German volume training workouts as you would expect probably, averaged sixty four minutes compared to forty six minutes for the five set group. But here's the big one. Lean body mass lean body mass increased for the five set group by an average of two point seven percent, while it increased in the German volume training group by only one point nine. So does it work? Yeah, it does. But it doesn't work as well as other methods. And that parallels my own observations about the 10 sets of 10 system. When I came across it, um, Charles Poliquin was and still is a huge advocate of it. Personally, I found it was just way too much volume. And I would theorize that that there's a massive cortisol response that takes place. And remember, your relative intensity is still fairly low right, 65%. So it's not like you're able to overload the muscle from that angle. You've got to go for volume. But in order to get that volume, you're going to incur a pretty big cortisol backlash. For best results, I feel um, Bill Starr's classic five sets of five routine or variations of such are, are superior. I also feel ladders of various rep schemes, you know, one through five, five through one, et cetera, blow German volume training away. That's just one man's opinion, but I never did very well on it, and I suspect that's the reason why.
1: Have you run it? No. But, you know, I do incorporate volume training. I believe that volume helps my muscles get bigger, where heavy uh, loading for lower reps. I don't do anything in five reps anymore not because I, I I've learned actually the weights that I'm handling now I'm easy easily doing eight to ten reps and so I don't feel like adding another you know 10 15 pounds to to just hit five is really for me personally it's 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 not productive anymore the five right. rep stuff isn't productive to me and really everything I do now is 20 down to 12, 20 down to 12. And I'm using very heavy weight. I mean, I trained with Rick Pack recently. Oh, he, really? Yeah, he was in Louisville when they had this storm in North Carolina. So great. he came to stay with his, his parents, lit, literally live up the road from me.
2: Oh, he's a great guy.
1: Oh, man, I love Rick. And so um, we went to the gym, and, you know, I got a bum foot. I'm relegated to using a lot of machines now. And so he, he kind of questioned the idea of like doing, doing everything on machines. I said, just, just, let's just do this. You know, we're just going to do two sets of everything. I said, that's it. And he was sore the next day. Um, you know, this whole idea that this is the only way you can build muscle. And that's, if you're challenging your body with weight and you're, you're increasing the reps or the weight as you go, you're progressing. And if you really want bigger muscles, then shoot for twenty reps. Yeah. Do do the and and don't back down on the weight. Like okay, I'm, since I'm going to do twenty reps, I'm going to do fifty. No, use eighty five percent of your one rep max. And if you have to do rest pauses, then rest pause. But do twenty reps. I mean, I'm doing overhead uh, seated uh, dumbbell presses now with hundred pound dumbbells. And I got bad shoulders. I got to get two people to help me get the, the weight up into position. And then I got to get somebody to literally push my elbows so they get my shoulders get past the sticking point. And once that's done and they're up, I can wail with them. It's just getting them up there. I got, you know, from age, everything has gotten loose. All the parts have gotten <laughs> loose. So I need a little help. But the, rea- the reality is <clears throat> I use um, a seated machine and I put a 100 pounds on it. It's a shoulder press machine, and and I, I do 20 reps with that.
2: This reminds me of the, some of the best advice I ever got from my mentor, Eddie Azero. Eddie, what works best, a lot of weight or a lot of reps?
1: Yeah, that's it, yeah. or both, a so, lot of weight with a lot of reps.
2: Yeah, he looked at me, and I'll never forget, I, I expected him to laugh or something, but he didn't. He looked at me with a dead straight face, and he said, both.
1: And if you have a body part that doesn't grow, you have calves that don't grow, you have biceps that don't grow like me. My biceps have a hard time growing. Use yes. tourniquets. Use a vascular occlusion training and watch your body parts grow again.
2: Yeah, it's, that's another great method. But
1: nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to be seen in the gym with tourniquets around their upper arms. So wear a long sleeve shirt so nobody can see it. Cause but, it, they'll
2: it seen, but they'll be seen a year later looking no
1: different. <laughs> the difference between a bodybuilder and a guy who trains is his biceps. I'm telling you that right now. But some guys take that too far. If your biceps, if your upper arms are broader, wider than your shoulders from the front head to the rear head, then your priorities are messed up. Stop doing the the curls and start doing some overhead pressing work. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have a question from Tim Rodman. You're listening to the Blueprint Power Hour. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try just cover a small shipping and handling fee and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to efxsports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's efxsports.com.
0: productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You've got your devices and apps that track your activity, workouts, sleep, and diet. You have your medical records and blood work. All this data and none of it is integrated, so you can see a true snapshot of just what progress you're making and where. Now you can securely centralize all this data and become the CEO of your health. Heads Up Health gives you powerful dashboards, charts, and tools to connect all your data into meaningful information. One seamless platform. Go to HeadsUpHealth.com today. Use code SHR and get 20% off your subscription. That's headsuphealth.com and use code SHR. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, Relief is here. Introducing
3: atron
0: Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why
3: Autron teal
0: works, while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found.
3: Atrandil.
0: Relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription, because.
3: Atrandil.
0: Is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic, plus it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO.
3: A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L,
0: Autron Teal Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to LoveMyTummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at LoveMyTummy.com. LoveMyTummy.com.
3: Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be.
2: Now, the number one
0: best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenodrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenadrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with a little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenodrex, the world world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and
1: brains finally meet. Welcome back. Tim Rodman, uh, he says, what's your opinion on forced reps?
2: Well, uh, the preponderance of existing research shows that forced reps actually produce better results when used with a higher volume of training. Now a higher volume of training doesn't mean doing endless sets of an exercise but rather doing three or four sets right instead of one. the so force reps would best be used on the final set I would say of an exercise since the metabolic demands that it incurs would limit the amount of sets you, you know you can actually compete or complete, rather, um, using that method. Bodybuilders who use force reps regularly, like uh, Dorian Yates and Mike Mentzer, they trained the muscular failure never doing more than two or three work sets. Of course, you're going to have to do many warm-up sets, you know, especially as you get stronger. But force reps likely um, increase muscle growth because they incur a greater degree of muscle damage than than conventional training, or even training to, you know, just straight failure. The increased muscle damage sets the stage for increased muscular compensation by stem cells, right? Known as, everybody knows these as satellite cells, or at least has heard of them. That is the basis for increased muscular growth. But the fact that force reps, you know, produces more muscle damage also suggests that its use should be conservative <laughs> and, and maybe not used right during the, every training session. I, in fact, I would tell you it's a very quick way to overtrain. Judiciously, it's another story. Um, keep in mind, too, force reps demands that more rest time between workouts is taken to endure that kind of, you know, recovery. I don't care what you're taking, including synthogen. The studies that have examined the role of forced reps in, in promoting muscular growth have stated that there's not enough evidence to declare that doing for you know forced reps will definitely boost muscle growth. On the other hand, if you consider the established factors, right, that are known to increase muscle mass, like um, you know, muscular damage, muscle tension, uh, and I earlier I mentioned metabolic stress. Doing forced reps increases all of those factors. You know that's beyond beyond uh, question. Bottom line: if they're used judiciously, that is, you know, perhaps not during every workout, and done only on the final set, forced reps can be an effective training technique. Those who have training experience. I forget the gentleman's name, uh, but I'll have it next week. An interesting story on force reps. One of, if not the strongest lifters in the world uh, in the early nineteen fifties. He uh, he was not necessarily a power lifter either. He was a bodybuilder, and his lifts, believe it or not, were comparable to. Canada's Doug Hepburn, who was a 300-pound monster, uh, and this guy weighed considerably less, close to 200 pounds. So that is a very interesting story. I hope to have here next week for you, and it's an interesting uh, story in so far as forced reps and what they can do.
1: And, and you got to be careful with those kind of uh, those advanced training techniques, right? You can't do them every workout, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I once made the stupid mistake. Of combining, uh, uh, what did we just talk
1: about? The, um, By, uh, tr- uh, what the curl? No. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, occlusion training. Oh yeah, yeah. Vascular occlusion training. Vascular. And and forced reps.
2: Uh, and forced reps. <laughs> and, and static holds. Hello, rhabdomyolysis. So I, I saw the hospital not long after that. <laughs>
1: Jeez. I yep. mean that's just you know. Lee Haney used to say you have to stimulate, not annihilate. You were annihilating the muscle.
2: Well, it was beyond... You know, it was... Uh, if I recall correctly, this was just... I just did this for biceps, and I reasoned, hey, it's just a small muscle. It won't right. be that much muscle right. damage. I did uh, a static hold with my chin above the bar. I forget how much weight I was using. Maybe close to a 100-pound dumbbell. When that was exhaustive, um, I went and... My biceps were already occluded, and I performed uh, dumbbell curls, hammer curls to complete failure. And then, I think, on top of that, I added forced reps or some other intensification technique. It wasn't long after that I kind of blacked out and rhabdo started to take hold. And fortunately for me, my wife at the time was my girlfriend at the time, called 911. Yeah. had she not had she not done that, uh, I would have been unconscious for almost that entire day and And when rhabdo is <laughs> when you're in rhabdo, minutes count never mind hours and hours and hours you know, if the kidneys are being overwhelmed, the dead tissue can't be excreted, and you're in kidney
1: failure. And so I, I want to talk about my blood work, and then we'll come back and do the tip of the day. How's that sound? Cool. Let's do it. Makes perfect sense to do it that way. So I got my blood work back this morning. And I, I think there's something wrong with it, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't believe these numbers because, first of all, I'm only using 300. I, I'm doing 50 milligrams of sub-Q test a day. So that's basically 350 milligrams a week, seven days a week. And I even forget some days. So maybe I'm only doing 300 milligrams a week. Um. So my total testosterone, the range, and see, this is what I, I think these ranges are wrong, but my testosterone is still too high anyway. So they say it's uh, 2 to 45 nanograms a deciliter, and that's not right. Because it's usually 280 to 1,100 nanograms a deciliter. Uh, but my, no matter how you look at it, my testosterone is thirty one hundred and five.
2: <laughs> That's either wrong or it's an incredible endorsement for Sub Q. <laughs>
1: yeah, and 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 my total testosterone, which the range says it's supposed to be point one to six point four, which again, it, it, this cannot be right. I've t- t- total testosterone on other lab assays that I've seen has always been like. Uh, you know, like, uh, the low is 5 and the high is 25. Or well, the low is 5 and the high is 30. This is the low is .1 and the high is 6.4. This may be for women, I don't know. But still, even if we go back to the assay that I'm familiar with, that the low is 5 and the high is 25, mine is 753.
2: No need for stinging metal in your
1: case. <laughs> yeah, and so, and and ironically, my sex hormone binding globulin is only fifty five. Now, wait a minute. So, we talked about sex hormone binding globulin with Dr. Scott Stevenson on the phone. Is it Stevens or Stevenson? I hope I didn't butcher his name. I'm sorry, Stevenson. Um, and he says that we got it all wrong about sex hormone binding globulin. The sex hormone binding globulin globulin isn't binding up hormones and making them inactive, it's making them pa- capable of passing into cells and onto receptors, that it's actually a transporter, not a binder. If he's right, then mine is low, even though this says it's in the, it's, it's 14 to 73 is the uh, range and mine is 55. I have a feeling mine is supposed to be higher. Okay. So with that being the case, let's move on to my cholesterol. My total cholesterol is 284, but I'm not worried about that because that's still 220, 284. That's not a big deal to me. Um, my HDL is only 48. It's always only 48, which they consider low. They say 50 and above is where it should be. So a little, I'll start taking, uh, 500 milligrams of, uh, of, uh, um, nicotinic acid, niacin a day. And that'll, that'll correct it. That'll go up real fast. Okay. My LDL is very high. They say that it's supposed to be below 150 and minus 220, but it's not terrible. I, I don't think that's very high. That's not terrible, but let me, let me get some of the good stuff. Okay. So let's see here. My, um, EGFR, which is a, is a, um, liver enzyme is low. At 56, it's supposed to be higher than 60, but that's not too bad, right? Let's right. get to some of the good ones. Okay. Creatine kinase. We're just talking about rhabdo and stuff like that. 327, the high end is supposed to be 143. But keep in mind that I probably trained that day. No, I didn't train that day. I trained the day before. I took off that morning and went straight there.
2: Highest on the 48 hours afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not worried about that. And Plus, I supplement with creatine, so I'm not terribly worried about that. Here's a really interesting one. Dihydrotestosterone, the range is 5 to 46 nanograms a deciliter. That does sound right to me, by the way. Want to guess what mine What mine is, given what you heard about my total and free testosterone are? I can only imagine. 354. Shazam. Shazam. I'm not losing any hair either. I don't understand that one at all.
2: Yeah, that's,
1: that's great. Now, this is why I went. So why did I go get this blood work? I haven't had blood work done. I'm ashamed to say this in two years. Because I can make all the excuses that everybody else does, but I'm not supposed to because I host the show. I'm supposed to be the guy who is leading the charge for people to do the right thing. So I'm telling you, I am an ass. But the reason I went and got this blood work done is because I suspect that I have very high ferritin levels. Because of some symptoms I've developed, muscular, my muscles hurt. When I cough, my rib cage muscles hurt. My quads hurt. I'm developing what some people would consider chronic fatigue, but because I'm an animal, uh, of sorts, I push through it. I train anyway. My muscles hurt. They really, really hurt. They're sore all the time. Even if I didn't train legs, my, my quads are sore. And one of the signs of high ferritin is pain in the upper legs in the middle of the night when you're sleeping, and what that pain is from is like you're sleeping and you're motionless for three hours, and all of a sudden you move your leg. When your your muscles are static and they're just hanging there, you don't feel anything, but when you flex them, when you have high ferritin levels, you feel soreness throughout the entire muscle. So I started feeling this in the middle of the night, like what the hell's going on? And then when I started to research it, I suspected from my high red meat consumption, my use of testosterone, I know that, that I'm probably accumulating more iron than the average sixty year old guy, and with that, uh, red blood cells, hemoglobin, and hematocrit go up too. So my red blood cells are just slightly high. Uh, the high end is supposed to be five point ten million per. Uh, uh, let's see, ug ul is uh, microliter. Um, minus five point three four. No big deal. But my hemoglobin is high. It's 17.4 and 15 is the high end. And my hematocrit is 51 and 45 is the high end. So this is all, this all makes sense to me. I'm not surprised about this stuff. So then I, I look at D dimer. Now here's an interesting thing. I take fish oil. Uh, I take a very advanced, uh, turmeric product that I know is, is bioavailable because my skin actually gets yellow when I take too much. D dimer is clotting factors. This is the propensity of your blood to form a blood clot. And people who have obstructive sleep apnea, their D-dimer goes through the roof. Uh, People who have blood disorders, their D-dimer goes through the roof. And the fear is that you'll stroke or you'll have uh, an embolism of some sort, a deep vein thrombosis or something like that. So my D-dimer... The, the range is 0.5, below 0.5 and minus 0.19, which is kind of, how can that be if I have so much red blood cells and my hematocrit is so high, my blood is so thick, how can I have such low clotting factors? I believe that has a lot to do with um, anti-inflammatory uh, diets as well. Because it, it, here's an interesting thing. Everything, everything that lowers inflammation thins your blood. Think about that for a second. Everything that lowers inflammation thins your blood. Vitamin E lowers inflammation, thins the blood. Ginger lowers inflammation, thins the blood. If you take COX-2 inhibitors, they thin your blood as part of the reduction in inflammation. Fish oil lowers inflammation, thins the blood. Everything that lowers inflammation thins the blood. And I use a lot of things that lower inflammation. So this makes sense to me, but I find it very interesting that – Against the backdrop of such thick, sludgy blood, I have very little problem with with potential clotting.
2: What does D-dimer show up as in the blood?
1: D-dimer. It's called D-D-I-M-E-R.
2: Okay. So no abbreviations, right?
1: No, no. And that, it's usually part of your CBC. When they do a complete blood uh, cell count, that is one of the things that they check also.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, everything else in my blood was great. Right smack in the middle. Um, So then I did my uh, urine test for ferritin and here's something interesting. So my, the ferritin, urine ferritin is between 200 and, I'm sorry, between 20 and 288. Mine is almost 400. Uh, My vitamin B12 was right at the low side of high. It's 1,049 and 1,100 is the top. And... My serum uh, ferritin, I'm sorry, uh, my serum folate was, uh, I'm sorry, was uh, in in range, 18.6, which was good. DHE sulfate, ready for this? I take 100 milligrams of DHEA a day. Yep. Well, apparently it's real because the range is 8 to 188 and I'm at 730. Imagine people
2: taking like three, four, five hundred milligrams.
1: I'm that. telling you. Here's here's my estradiol. I didn't even look at that. My estradiol. Now think about this. Now wait a minute. So there are people who are high aromatizers. Uh, when they use uh, aromatizing androgens, their, their nipples get sensitive. They grow breast tissue. They hold water. They, they don't feel good. You know what I'm talking about, right? So they have to take aromatase inhibitors, right? Yep. Okay. My big argument with a lot of HRT docs is when they put a guy on testosterone, they immediately give him a Remadex or Anastrazole, you know, and they say, oh, you got to take this with it, without even finding out if the guy is a high aromatizer. Now, I know I'm a high 5-alpha reducer because I have dark skin. Yep. People with darker skin produce more DHT. So I, it makes sense that with ragingly high 3,100 levels of testosterone that I would be producing a lot of DHT, but I am not a high aromatizer because with that high of testosterone, my estradiol is only 72. Now, that is high. Most guys would say that's really high because you usually want it in the 40s, but no, not when your testosterone is 3,100. You're not going to see it in the 40s. Uh, I have zero uh, effects of high estradiol. Here's a great one. So what do doctors tell guys who have prostate problems about testosterone?
2: Got to get off it.
1: Right. And PSA is supposed to be below 4 to have a healthy prostate. Now think about this. All that friggin' testosterone, all that DHT, all that DHEA, even the estradiol in my blood, 0.2 PSA, 0.2. So, so... Uh, that's, or uh, guys, that's orgasms. Guys who have lots of orgasms, their their prostates are protected from prostate cancer. That's yeah. the God's honest truth. I don't take any supplements for my prostate. Just make a lot of love, that's all. All right, so let's yeah. see. Well, there's one more here that I thought was kind of shocking I wanted to tell you about. So I'm working on a new Primal D. Um, I've actually texted pictures of the 60-milliliter syringe with it loaded, And I've been using it every single day. And I've been using about the equivalent of four cc's or two pumps uh, when we finally make the product. Guess what my 25-hydroxy was? Now, keep in mind the last blood test I did two years ago, and I wasn't supplementing with anything, but I was in the sun a lot. My 25-hydroxy was only 43.
2: I would say considerably over 30.
1: Yeah, it's 70.
2: Oh, seven, oh, I guess, uh, smack
1: dab in the middle where I want it to be. I mean that 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 was I, when I saw that. I was like, "Oh yeah, this so makes you, me happy."
2: Are you doing a pump in the morning, pump at the night, just two in the two whenever?
1: Um, I'm doing it just in the morning. I'm just wow. doing it in the morning. Okay, so you asked me about um, you asked me about homocysteine, and I don't have homocysteine, but I do have. Hold on a second. Let's see something here. Some more testing ranges I didn't see. Non HDL cholesterol. Here, CRP, C reactive protein, is high. Yeah. Mine is high. It's supposed to be, um, mine is 4.8, C reactive protein. That's very high. One of the things I can do to lower C reactive protein is start to supplement with B vitamins.
2: Yeah, that's true of homocysteine too, right? Yeah. Either B vitamins or even better, trimethylglycine. And that's, you know, that's actually in synthogen, so I get a good whack of it. And predictably, you know, predictably, my homocysteine was actually low. So, not much inflammation going on, which is a real good thing.
1: Yeah, that's really good. So, here's the other one that now th- I wanted to talk about this one because we were just talking about, um, we, we were just talking about, uh, um, rhabdo. My creatinine level is. 20, is 1.2, which is considered high. It's supposed to be 0.5 to 0.99 on this particular test. It's not absurdly high. No. No, it's it's just it's just interesting. It, look, I know I'm a mess right now. I have symptoms that most people would say they have chronic fatigue, but I just push through every single day. Yep. And I have pain in muscles now. I my mean, it's almost like the harder I train a given muscle, the more iron it pulls in. That's the only thing I can think of because I've been training my neck and now I have that same soreness in my neck that I have in my quads, that I have in my rib cage, that I have in my rear delts. And it's from high iron. And I have not and I've talked about donating blood on this show for how many years? And I haven't donated blood probably in close to two years. So this is this the this is the accumulative effect. I'm not taking care of my business. That's what this is. Yeah.
2: Uh, You know what, though? Let's look at the flip side of that. If you never got blood work done, you wouldn't know. Nope. And, And, you know, most medical conditions, obviously, they get worse as time goes on. And you were smart. You had it done. So now you know and you can take corrective action. And in some cases, that's just simple. As B vitamins. I mean, think about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I know. But anyway, um, I go to see my doctor on the 8th. I just got this blood work back. I thought he was going to be freaked out. He's, got it. He's like, no, we got this. But in the meantime, I do have to go donate blood today. I won't be able to donate blood at the Red Cross because my hematocrit is so high. They yeah. won't take it. Right. So here's what I just discovered. In just about every city... There is a school of phlebotomy. And during the last commercial break, I called and left a message for the the Kentucky School of Phlebotomy. There's an Ohio School of Phlebotomy. There's an Indiana, St. Louis, Kansas, Chicago. Everywhere you go, there's a school of phlebotomy where they teach people how to be phlebotomists. I got to believe that they're looking for uh, victims, I was going to say, <laughs> that they're looking for uh, – um, <laughs> that 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 they're looking for people to come in just like the hair schools they want people to come in and get their hair cut i got to believe that they're looking for people to come in to be phlebotomized
2: yeah well you know it's whether you have issues or not you made the point once and i thought this was brilliant frankly giving blood therapeutic phlebotomy whatever the case it's like changing the oil in your car i know you know, you know what happens if you don't get an oil change every three thousand miles. Yep. Uh, you know the oil <laughs> and, the, and the inner workings of, of the guts of your body, it gets all junked up and yeah.
1: Nasty, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, and I'm living can, it. I'm living proof of it. I'm living. Yeah,
2: it you still have oil in there, but compare, uh, you know, the oil that's been in for ten thousand miles versus you know, the newly minted oil change. put them side by side, and you don't have to be a mechanic to see which one is crud and which one isn't.
1: Yeah, so phlebotomy right away. And actually, I don't have to wait um, two months. When you have high ferritin, they'll actually take 500 um, uh, liters, I'm sorry, uh, fi- 500 uh, milliliters of blood every week for the first two weeks. Yeah. So. I'm going to get, okay, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have the blueprint tip of the day, but don't do as I do. Do as I say. I have to do as I do, as I say now. I got to take care of my, my body. I'm, I've really been reckless. I really have. I'm, I know I'm making jokes about this, but this isn't really funny. I, I, God knows. I could, who knows what could happen to me? Who knows? You'll get there. You'll get there. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. hey this is carl start your day just like i do with a high dose lipospheric vitamin c from live on labs you too can benefit from live on labs lipospheric delivery system no more pills or powders that's outdated technology live on labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system period learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing that's liveonlabs.com l-i-v-o-n
0: labs.com men and women heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape,
1: and be more productive. At NewLifeRx.com. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to EFXSports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try just cover a small shipping and handling fee and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to efxsports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today.
3: but you're not go to superhumanradio.com and click the quest protein bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars
1: whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat you'll find everything you need at redcon one need help getting a good night's sleep try fade out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today total war sign up for their new transformation challenge and win ten thousand dollars or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training need a testosterone booster that Work. check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com That's R-E-D-C-O-N the number 1.com or go to SuperHumorRadio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2
0: just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like Recovery feels like Synthegen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthegen.com. Mass Pro
1: Synthegen. Would you train with it? you'll gain with it. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep immunity carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange, and much more. Oh, and if you do snore, it'll help you stop snoring. Try Somnifix risk-free. Go to somnifix.com forward slash s-h-r. Get a free trial pack of Somnifix strips today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. So, Coach, what is the blueprint tip of the day?
2: Tip of the day is thoughts on being 21 again. (laughs) So I do a lot of reading. So much so it takes up the vast majority of my time. One of the favorites uh, that I have is when authors discuss a format like, you know, a letter to myself at 21. And and they say, you know, youth is wasted on the young, and, and... There's some truth in that. There's no question about it. But what follows is the kind of letter that I would have killed to receive at that tender age. So it would go like this. It would say, Dear Rob, at age 21, you've got a tremendous amount of untapped potential. Potential, though, is only a good thing if it's realized. Your biggest strength is not physical but rather psychological. But here's how that psychological strength manifests. If there's something that you fear the most, it's being seen as physically unimpressive. You're not big enough, not strong enough, and you're woefully behind in both categories. It was that deep-rooted insecurity that is the fuel that you will need for what is to come. And what is to come is a lot of pain, both physical and psychological. So consider yourself fortunate to have that kind of fuel. You hate yourself just enough to do extreme things that most people will not to get to where you feel you need to be. And you can't buy that fuel in GNC. Also, stop doing stupid stuff like supersetting squats and deadlifts to failure. You know, one of those is more than enough. And in truth, I wouldn't recommend either, just to train, you know, train a rep or two shy of failure. You're going to gain about the same, and you're going to avoid the back injury that's coming that will destroy you, not just physically, but psychologically, too. By the way, if you keep reading, which fortunately I did in my life, you will find the fix for your glass back. But it's going to take a long time, like 30 years long. And that's what it took. If you just put more money into quality information versus supplements you buy, you'd have found this out sooner, right? You'd have found out the cure sooner rather than later. And think about what that would have meant for your progress If you had discovered the fix for your back at age 22 versus age 47, with a healthy back at 22, you would have been unstoppable. Speaking of those supplements for a minute, stop being the guinea pig for everyone else. If something comes along that really, truly works, you will hear about it. There's one of those coming, by the way. It's called creatine. But outside of that and maybe three or four others, it's all wasted money. Think about that long and hard for a minute, okay? That's almost thirty years of quote unquote new and exciting products that weren't new oh okay, they might have been new, but they sure weren't exciting. Uh, that didn't they didn't pan out that's 30 years and tens of thousands of dollars down the drain. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. <clears throat> if 30 years ago you had plunked 10 grand into an S&P 500 index fund and you let that you've got the you know average market return of 10%, and you let that ride for those 30 years, today you'd be sitting on almost $175,000. But not, not not everyone has ten grand lying around, right? Fine. Let's look at this example then. If you start with just a thousand dollars, right, and you invest just eighty three dollars a month that comes out to a thousand bucks a year, you'll wind up with almost two hundred thousand. Put it another way, if you're spending just a hundred dollars a month on supplements today. Right, like, consider yourself fortunate. That'll barely cover most protein bills. You can start with nothing, no money at all. And instead of supplements, you invest that hundred dollars a month, and thirty years later, you'll be sitting on two hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. If you still like supplements then, two hundred and seventeen grand buys a lot of them. I took that little literary detour in the hopes that someone would listen. Because for a lot of people later in life, they're just hearing about this now. And, uh, you know, I unfortunately have to break the bad news to them. Did it last night. There's no buying back those years. They're going to have to save ten times the amount that you would have to save when you were young a month. Okay? To get the same return, think about that—ten times the money to get the same return. And at age forty, you have a lot less disposable income laying around than you do at, you know, twenty or twenty-five. Why? You're going to have a mortgage, likely, possibly a family. You're going to have college savings. You're going to have a car payment. The bills just don't end. Okay, these people are going to need to save on the order of $2,000 a month or more to have any kind of savings when they get to, let's say, retirement. And even then, it's not going to be enough, right? So at age 85, let's say, you've got to go back to work. Question for you, who's going to want you at age 85? Are you going to even be able to get out of bed at age 85 to go to work? Can you say, welcome to Walmart? Because that's the reality for a lot of people today. But let's get back to lifting a minute. Investing in quality training, diet, and supplement information is never money ill-spent. Why? Because you'll learn about what really works and how to avoid things like the supplement scam of the month. Right? You'll have the money to do with whatever you please. Not investing in that information absolutely means you will waste valuable time and money. And as I've just shown you, the time value of money is everything. Everything. You still want to buy supplements? I do too. I'm I okay? I'm a guy. I, I make them. I sell them. I just buy the small number that actually work, and I don't drop money, crazy amounts of cash on things that don't work. But you only learn that investing in quality information. So please, I implore you, make smart decisions about your future. You know, Do this right by saving early and often and in investing in high-quality training, diet, supplement information, and you're going to retire a jacked multimillionaire at age 65, and guess what? <laughs> at that point, you can devote all your time and energy, to training, dieting, and supplementing. It really is an incredible possibility, but you need to harness the time value of money and information while you're still relatively young. I had this conversation last night with a friend at Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, he's in his mid to late 40s now like me, And unfortunately, nobody ever tells you this in school. You can go through higher education, you can get a doctorate in this country, and nobody's going to tell you what I just told you, that by starting early and even putting modest amounts of money every month early can give you millions, literally millions of dollars later in life. If you don't believe me, punch compound interest calculator into Google, go to the first link and start playing with the numbers. It is staggering to see um, what is possible.
1: Well, here here's something. Yeah. If you're a cigarette smoker and you smoke one pack of cigarettes a day, Amen. Okay, yep. you're in one month. You're spending one hundred fifty dollars. If you're smoking two packs a day, that's three hundred dollars. Over the course of forty years of smoking, which most people smoke lifelong, $73,000 you've spent on cigarettes, one pack a day, and $146,000 you have spent at two packs a day. And, you know, it's small, right? So you don't feel it. It's about $7, you know, uh, a carton or whatever it is, $12, $15 a carton, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is anymore. $5 a pack? I don't know. But the bottom line is if you quit smoking and you took that $150 or $300 a month, and put it into some sort of investment vehicle that has a decent return, yep. and and did that every month for forty years. You will have invested that hundred plus thousand dollars into something that probably would turn it into a million.
2: Yes, and people, a lot of people right now are saying, though, no, how can that be? It's the magic of compound interest.
1: So, 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 since you were in the investment business, do you you remember you remember O'Scap that led to the Fidelity Magellan front Fund fund. Fidelity, Uh, you know, you know, you know how well, how well performing the Fidelity. Oh, yeah. My brother had a lot of money in the Magellan. Well, when, when, when Fidelity Magellan first started, my parents bought stock in it. Unfortunately, they sold it a little too soon. Uh. But, um, my, I have two cousins that actually were brokers and they worked for a company called OSCAP. O S -S C A P. And that was the company that, that helped to launch the Fidelity Magellan fund. Wow. These they, they they and they invested small amounts of money back then and their portfolio is worth millions today. And it's just because of that one mutual fund.
2: Yeah. People don't people don't understand the vast majority of wealth that ordinary people have built in the United States was accomplished by investing small amounts of money regularly over long periods of time, 20, 30 years. Um Unfortunately, there are a lot of financial services professionals who will put you in an inappropriate product, and you don't know any better. I mean, come on! At 20 years of age, some slick and um, you know financial services guy pulls you aside and says, "Hey, if you put this money in an annuity, when you're rich, you'll be well taken care of." You know, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, annuities aren't bought. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to buy an annuity today. Somebody sells it to them. So what I'm telling you is be careful who you talk to. If they have a vested interest in where you put your money,
1: it's probably better to stay away. So would you say that about guys who are trying to sell whole life? Is whole life a worthwhile? Because they always position whole life as an investment. Well, you're, you know, a portion of your money is being invested. At some point in time, you don't have to pay for your life insurance anymore. You can actually draw down on it. Is whole life worth it?
2: No. For the vast majority of people, term life insurance will give you what you want from life insurance, which is life insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Insofar as retirement savings, what what you're going to want to look into, in my opinion, number one is a Roth IRA. Because the money that you put in today, 30 years from now, when you're going to take it out in retirement, it is tax-free. If you think taxes are going to be lower in the future, you are—you are, in my opinion, out of your mind. This country is running how many trillion dollars of deficits, and two wars that we need to pay all of, and and the aging of the population, the medical care. Taxes are going to be way higher. Besides, if you retire with two million dollars, would you rather pay taxes and have that become? One point five million, or would you rather have all two million to do with what you please? That's the benefit and the power of a roth i r a yeah,
1: great stuff. there yeah. you go. You even get investment advice on the blue Hour. <laughs> well, it's
2: like I said no, unless you hear this from someone along the way, you can get a doctorate in this country. Nobody ever explains this to you, yeah, and by the time you find it out at age forty, like a lot of people, it's too late, yep, so. Anyway. Uh,
1: that's it, brother. That's everything.
2: Yep. I hope in 30 years some listener contacts me and says, you know, <laughs> I took your advice on that. My God, am I happy that I did. Yep. 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 So, and that's the position I'm in now. I went back to that person and I said, my God, thank you for pulling me aside and telling me that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, brother. All right, man. Take ne- care. Next week, we'll see. By, by, by the way, tomorrow, after the... Uh, uh, after Science for Humans, we have a guy coming on who is a high-level vegan yep. who jumped the veganship after decades and is now a carnivore dieter. And all the reasons that he started vegan, yep. which they just got worse and worse being a vegan, and yep. now he feels, like, amazing eating nothing but red meat.
2: Wow. And when's Mike on?
1: We're going to do Mike in two weeks. That's going to be a a groundbreaking show because there's a lot of studies coming out talking about a supplement, a vitamin, that if you take it, it'll actually uh, keep you from making gains, keep you from making gains. We'll just leave it at that. I want to kind of leave it a little secretive until we have the show. And and I heard somewhere that Mike has been taking high doses of this stuff. And I texted him. I said, Mike, is it true that you've been taking this? In high doses, and if so, how long? He said, that's right, 19 years. And I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. If Mike, yeah, if Michael Hearn can be taking this stuff for 19 years and he's super fit, super strong, uh, you know, just, and, and he's in his forties now. He's not a young kid anymore. Then, then there's got to be more to the story. And this is why I say critical thinking, everybody, critical thinking. You know, when science contradicts something that you know to be true, you must abandon the science. All these people out there going, it's all about the science, they're wrong because the science from 50 years ago has been disproven and now we have new science. Science, I said this on, I said this on, on, uh, uh, Tom Billieux show. Everything looking forward is a guess. So when we get scientific studies, we go, oh, this is it, this is it. We're, so we're looking forward. But everything, Looking back, we know to be true or not. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to be careful when you're looking at science to put too much value in it. When you know, gee, that's not my experience, then stick with your experience. Stick yeah. with your experience.
2: And Mike has a lot of haters, which is a sure sign he's onto
3: something.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I know that people always come out. So, so I always get emails after Mike's on the show uh, telling me, you know, he uses pads, he uses... He uses a- anabolic steroids. It's like, who friggin' cares? You, no one takes anabolic steroids and looks like Mike unless right. you get up at 4 a.m. like Mike and train like an animal like Mike for four hours a day like Mike. Yeah. So I don't even want to hear about the drugs anymore. I'm tired of hearing about that. That's just That's just people who use that are trying to pull a Joe Biden. Oh, I could have been a pro baseball player if I was willing to do the drugs. No, you could have never been a pro baseball player. You don't have the qualities, the work ethic, the, the, the physical stature. You don't have anything to be a pro baseball player. So what people want to do is when they say, oh, the drugs, the drugs, the drugs, what they're really saying is I'm a lazy ass who doesn't have the willpower to do these things, so I'm going to blow this guy up by saying, yeah, the only reason why he's like that is because of drugs.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Everybody's got the same drugs, so... Yeah, that's
1: right. That's yeah. right. I right, I'll talk to you uh, later on, and we will see everybody tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for listening today.